Hello, you're listening to I'm Not That Old, Lady, and welcome. I'm Teresa Sayers. I live on a farm in Minnesota, USA. And I will try to figure out why we are so obsessed with age and aging. Be advised, some language may not be appropriate for all listeners. There may be some profanity that is not beeped out. This podcast is for informational purposes only. You should seek your own professional counseling advice if you feel the need. Oswald Vargas is a licensed marriage and family therapist practicing in California. He has 10 years experience in individual and family counseling. Oz, as he's known to his friends, has generously agreed to give us insight into why we feel as we do. I think you'll easily understand why I am so thrilled to add his expertise to the podcast. Here he is. This call is being recorded. Hello. Hello, my friend. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. A little bit tired, but had a bit of a long week, but I'm good. Good overall. Well, that's good. How are you? I'm really good. It's yeah, it's been a long week, but yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it's trying to rain here. It's not succeeding very well, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You, you guys finally getting fall, fall weather? Yeah. Well, we, yeah, it's getting cooler, but we need, we need some rain. Not as bad as you guys, but we need some rain. Gotcha. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, we need it bad. <laughs> yeah, we need do. it bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we, yeah, we're waiting for the fall. It's getting cooler. I'll give you that. We're like. We drove down to the 70s late at night, but uh, during the day, it's still fairly warm. Ugh. Yeah. I think we're going to have a high of 55 on Tuesday and, and blowing rain on Tuesday. So, oh, yay. wow. What's, what's the low for you guys? How low is it over there, like when it's low? Mm, well, I mean, this is our transition period in September, October, mm-hmm. so it could be, you know, into the 40s, 50s at night. Okay. Gotcha. Good good sleeping weather. Yeah, no kidding. No <laughs> kidding. Now, do you get to work from home or you go, you have to go to the office? Oh, no, I go to the office, but it's, you know, a mile okay. away, so it's not that oh, bad. Okay. That's a, that's a difficult part about with all these, working from home. It's, it's turning your brain, you know, like when you get when you leave the house to go to work, your brain automatically switches. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, time to go to work. But when you're working from home, oh, <laughs> you're like, your brain is like, but we're home. Go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> right? Why I don't think working? I would do well. I wouldn't do well yeah. working from home because I would rather, I, I have so much to do at home. Ugh. Oh. I, I'd rather right. do that. Yeah. Right. So. That's the biggest point that I see with people. You know, people that get to work from home, yeah, it's an advantage in other ways. I get that. But it is more challenging because, especially like people with kids, kids don't understand that you're working. Mm-hmm. You know, kids say, oh, but you're home. Why are you with me? You know, like mm-hmm. what you usually do. So I think it's been very difficult. And then, Another challenge, obviously, right here, especially in California, uh, kids are doing um, on school school online, mm-hmm. so they're not going to the classrooms, and it's been it's been quite a challenge because to to kids, especially little ones, to them it's like, wait, but I'm not going to school; I'm still on vacation. You know, like I'm, I'm sitting in front of a computer for you know for a period of time. And and part of going to school is more than just the academic part is the socializing. Right. Right? The socializing that we don't you know, we, we sometimes we take it for granted. 
but it's the in-between classes where you get to socialize. Um, so I teach at a university, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we teach, also we're teaching remotely through video. And one student brought that up to my attention that because normally I, I open the session right when the class starts and then when it ends, it ends. And uh, he mentioned to me that one of the reasons why he likes going to school is because they're in between classes where you get to interact with other students, right? Right. Talk about, yeah. talk about classes, talk about life, challenges, and now they don't have that. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. So I was like, wow, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I remember for me, when I was doing my undergrad, um, that's when they started doing hybrid classes, and I, I didn't like it. Uh, to me, I learned better when I'm in person. And so right, when me I too. Went for, when I went for my master's and my, my doctorate, uh, I, I, I had to have in the classroom. You know, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the convenience of online classes, but that just doesn't work for me. So, you know, I, I need that interaction with people. And um, so now what I'm doing for my class is that I'm, I opened the class like 15 minutes before, uh, before I joined them so they can talk to them, talk them on themselves. Oh, and, that's uh, a good idea. And in some in some levels, still have that experience, you know, mm-hmm. of kind of like interacting with each other. But yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't even think about that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, good. What you know what? There, you? There's, oh, there's nothing. Well, the only thing new is that tomorrow is going to be a sad day because I am retiring my horse. I saw that. I saw that. To an organization up here in Minnesota, it's called This Old Horse, and they basically they in they have a program specifically for retired racehorses, which was Mm -hmm. what I have, and Mm -hmm. they um, it's basically taking him to the spa. They have a nutritionist, and they have. Um, you know, very very knowledgeable people, and I'll, he, nothing mm-hmm. will be demanded of him. He doesn't he doesn't have to be ridden. You know, he's rideable, but he's mm-hmm. basically going to the spa. But you know, he's he's not going to be my horse anymore. So I'm a little sad. So what do, do, do they do there with the horses? Well, they do have programs. You know, like riding programs and um, things where they can mm-hmm. teach people about horses and stuff like that. And he would be a good candidate for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because he is rideable and he is, you know, he's stiff. He's old. He's twenty four and a half years old. So he's getting there. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's getting there. And you know, some so, of the resource okay, so injuries. This program, they they offer rides for for kids and stuff like that. I think so. You know, okay. I'm not really sure because he doesn't have to. He can. They can use him in the learning programs. If okay. it's appropriate, you know, I don't know, but right. I mean, I think it's just a really good opportunity for him to just be a horse and, mm-hmm. you know, retire yeah. and they'll take care of him and mm-hmm. I can still go see mm-hmm. him. It's not that far away. And yeah. How, so how do you come up with that decision? I'm sure it wasn't easy. Well, we I can only get so far in my writing abilities with him he's 17 three i mean he's very very tall but i'm yeah. tall too <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know my head is nine feet off the ground when i'm on him and mm-hmm. um so there's only so much we can do with this particular horse as far as advancing mm-hmm. my riding so okay. we were talking about getting a different horse and mm-hmm. something it's probably a quarter horse this time instead of a thoroughbred Mm. And you know he's old, and he's he deserves a good rest and to just eat mm. hay and how, eat pasture and long, just be a horse. How long have you had him? Uh, just over five years. Okay. Yeah, he was my my first horse. I kind of got him by accident, and I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he took good care of me. He really did. He took good care of me. Yeah. So tomorrow, That's tomorrow awesome. evening, we're 
transporting mm-hmm. him to this place. So. Okay. Well, he, you know, that's one of the beautiful things about horses is that they get to reinvent themselves, mm-hmm. right? And then they, they adapt. Mm-hmm. They, by nature, they adapt really well. So now he's going to have a new life, and he's going to bring a lot of smiles to kids and people who want to learn. Mm-hmm. I and think so. He's going to uh, have a, a good life, just like the one you yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice. Very yeah. noble of you. Very noble. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I was thinking this week, I, uh, um, you know, in my the classes that I've been teaching, I teach anger management classes and domestic violence classes and, and you know, my regular clientele. Um, this week, somehow the topic happened to be about emotions. You know, how are people... I've been I've been talking to people like what are their thoughts about emotions, what do they what do they understand? Normally, when we think about emotions, is anger, right? Anger, sadness, but mm-hmm. obviously there's a wider range of emotions and and, and um, with everything going on in the world right now, well, let alone what's going on in the U.S., right? Um, yeah. Emotions are emotions are all over the place. Um, and I think I think we're past the point where we can say people are not being affected by it because people are being affected by it. Oh my gosh! I mean, Such heightened it's, emotions. Uh, oh, it's crazy. You know, what 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 has been what has been your experience to this whole? Let's just pick one. You know, let's say the pandemic. Let's start with that. What has been your experience emotionally to this? Well, in the beginning, it was. Um, kind of like, well, this this can't be, you know, this this can't be that bad, you know. Up here right. in Minnesota, we have extreme weather, so in the winter time, it's possible for us to get a blizzard, and mm-hmm. we kind of take it in. It's kind of like a hurricane down south, only it doesn't last as long. But if mm-hmm. we have a blizzard coming on, we have plenty of notice. We all go to the grocery mm-hmm. store. We all get milk mm-hmm. and bread and eggs and food. And then we hunker down mm-hmm. for a day or two, and then we dig out and we go on our day. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. this pandemic is going to be like an extended blizzard, you know, a, a week or two. Yeah. Sure. And then I'm like, oh, it's not. It's what do you mean I have to watch what I do? What do you mean I can't go here? What do you mean mm-hmm. I have to wear a mask? What do you? Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it just I kept going to work every day. Both my husband and I have you know essential quote unquote jobs. And so I'm like, well, you know, I'm just doing my thing. Thank God I still have a job. Mm-hmm. But man, this has got to end. And my brother was saying, oh, it's going to take a year. And I'm like, eh, it's not going to take a year. And now I'm thinking, yeah, yeah it's probably going to take a year. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, but why am I so, I mean, I I don't want to be completely one way or the other. I'm not going to be blase about it and and some okay. my nose at an authority and say this whole thing is is uh is not real and i'm not going to be right. so freaked out and frightened about it that i'm going to cloister myself mm-hmm. in my house i'm somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. i wash my hands mm-hmm. i wear my mask i go grocery shopping right. for my in-laws i go to work every day but you mm-hmm. know i don't put myself in extreme situations where i could be at risk or put someone else at risk so i'm in the middle right. but now mm-hmm. i'm thinking I believe that a lot of the animosity that I'm seeing around me, and people are all over the place, they mm-hmm. are grieving what was. Mm-hmm. We're just grieving our past life. You know, we could go to a concert, or we could mm-hmm. go to the movies, or we mm-hmm. could, you know, do something. We could have a funeral, which I still haven't mm-hmm. had a funeral for my dad, and, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. he died right before we got locked down. And I was like, "Oh my okay. gosh, we you know we can't we can't do anything." Mm-hmm. And that's I think why everybody is so freaked out. That's mm-hmm. my take on it, anyway, for what it's worth. Gotcha. What? So what? Okay. So what are your thoughts on the reaction that you're seeing from people? Why are we seeing such polar, you know, polar uh, reactions from from people? We're getting everything from people saying, "Yeah, you know what? I'll wear a mask." That's you know that's what is required. To to the other extreme, we're saying like no, no, I'm not gonna wear it. 
No, no, no. Right. no I don't care. This is, this is no real. No one's going to tell me what and to do. That's what I get. So you think, okay, so part of it is the attitude of nobody can tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got you. So, so, well, so I'm thinking, well, mm-hmm. that's one way of thinking, but and I, I just look at them and I wish I had enough time in my world to say, but you stop at stoplights and you wear a seatbelt, you know, right. you cook your meat so, and you don't eat it raw. I mean, come on. So, okay. Right. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. So logically that doesn't make any sense, correct? Right? Logically that argument of nobody tells me what to do, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because like you just said, we live by rules. We're told what to do every single day, yet mm-hmm. we don't argue though. Right. So, when doesn't to me when logically something doesn't make sense, then I start looking in a different direction. You know, even though they might say out loud, people don't tell me what to do. I I, I don't think it's that. I think it's something deeper than that. I I believe you're right, but I'm still trying to figure it out. So I'd love to hear your perspective. So obviously, for me, I always take it to the emotional route, right? Emotionally, what's happening with them? See, yeah, because I can I can rationalize something all day, and you're just not gonna get anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you if you look at it from an emotional perspective, then then you tend to see like, okay, I see why you're doing it. People people don't realize is that our behavior is determined by our emotions. However, mm-hmm. we feel that's how we're gonna react. Mm-hmm. That there's that connection, and obviously, you know, I think a couple couple sessions ago. Remember, I did a diagram of a situation, a thought, emotion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. reaction, right? That cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what is the what is the emotion, right? What emotion is driving to people to act that way? What do, what do you think they're feeling that causes them to 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 react, saying, "I'm not going to wear this." I well the first the first word that popped in my head was helpless. Helplessness or okay. helplessness is the first thing mm-hmm. that popped in my head and yeah. uncontrollable. You know, so the situation is out of their control. Mm-hmm. I'm helpless because the okay. situation is out of my control. That's where I go with it. Got it. So okay, perfect. So the idea is it's in human nature that we try to regain some some level of control. That's just human nature. Mm-hmm. So if we take it back a little bit more, understanding where emotions in, in, in everybody comes in, you know, where our emotions come from for all of us, you have, you got to think of the part of the brain. There's a part of the brain that everybody has it and everybody's born with it, okay? As a matter of fact, it's that first part of the brain that gets developed. It's called the amygdala. And the amygdala okay. is a part of the brain that keeps you alive. It, that's the part of the brain that whenever you feel danger, right, whenever you, whether it's real or not, that's the part of the brain that is going to direct you to either fight or flight. That's where the fight or gotcha. flight comes from, from the amygdala. Okay. And everybody uh, is born with that. Now, through life, through experiences in life, you learn to, you're going to react one way or another. So if you are exposed growing up, if you're exposed to stressful situations, you know, uh, growing up, then more than likely later in life, if you if you come across a, a situation that you think you're in danger, you more, you're more than likely to fight because you already went through something like that. So you're like, you know, I survived that before. This is not going to kill me. Mm-hmm. You see that? Because mm-hmm. you already ha- you already had the experience. So have you noticed how the same situation? No, see, fear is about perspective. Have you noticed how the same situation? Some people run and some people fight. Right. Yeah, I've seen that. So, so where is it? How does that happen? Right? How is it that some people they see a fire and they run towards it, and other people they see a fire they run away. What's the difference mm-hmm. between them? Experience? Right. So there, there is that. 
So if I already went through a difficult situation in my life growing up or a series of difficult situations, more than likely you are prepared. Like, you know, in your generation, growing up, mm-hmm. things were not so easy. There were mm-hmm. more challenges, right? Right. So, so now when you're older, yeah, you come through this and you're like, yeah, it's tough. It's very difficult, but I'll manage. Somebody that mm-hmm. hasn't gone through that ex- life experience, the same situation, they're going to they're gonna feel more than likely more helpless, mm-hmm. more hopeless, because they haven't gone through, you know what I mean? They, they haven't yeah. gone through, so they, 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 don't, they don't have that confidence. Right. So, okay, that makes sense. So, okay. So if I truly feel afraid of something, my natural instinct is I'm trying to regain control in some level. I'm going, I'm so, so remember what we talked about before, where um, feeling in control is one of our emotional needs. And I'm going to try to feel that need in a positive or a negative way. But okay. that need is going to be, that, that need of feeling in control, I'm going to take care of that need one way or another. Mm-hmm. Because I need to have that, that sense of control. Mm-hmm. So, Talk about this whole situation with a whole mask, right? Like you said, some people feel helpless because there's something going on and somebody's telling me what to do. Now, to somebody, the same situation, they don't see it as a threat. They're seeing it as, well, you know, it's uncomfortable, right? Right. But I'm going to do it. You know, I'll survive. It's not, I'm not going to pick this one to, to try to make a point. Mm-hmm. So they'll, you know, they'll, they'll go with it. Where to somebody else is like no, they, you know, they they really feel the the fear takes over, and there is no logic that will make them change their mind, <laughs> because emotionally, yeah. right, they need to right. do something to try to regain that sense of control. Right. So it's an so it's an emotional decision what they're making. This decision mm. to know where my it's not a logical one. It's an emotional one. So. You can you can spend all day telling people the facts, right? Why right. this and that, but you're not gonna get anywhere with them because wow. their decision is not based on logic. Their decision is based on emotion. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. So you so you ask them, what are you really afraid of? You know, and they might and then they'll come up with that. Well, I'm afraid that somebody's gonna take over my life. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you explore that more. I mean, why is that? What you know? Why do you have that philosophy? What happened? You know, what are right. you really afraid of? What well, there's something. There has to be something bigger that they're afraid of. There's something else that they're afraid of. Well, and, and they, they probably won't call it fear. You know, they'll they'll say, "Well, I've had enough." I mean, if, this is like the final straw or the straw that broke the camel's right. back or whatever. You know, that's right. that's it. I've had enough of this. Yeah. I am not going to do this anymore type of thing. Right. Well, then, again, then, then we'll talk about that, right? What is it? Just, okay, I'm not going to do that. When they say that, I don't want to do this anymore. So what what is really going on with them? What are they really, what are they really tired of? Are well, they really tired question. of people? You know, are they really tired of people telling them what to do? Or does this represent one person or one situation? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. logically, we live in a society where we get told all the time what to do. Right. You see that? That's, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. There's no, this is not a logical decision. Because we, and to live in a society, you have to be willing to live by some rules that somebody else came up with. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. There is nowhere in the world that you go that you can live with no rules. Even True. even criminal rules to go by. Well, yeah. Uh, people, yeah, I get it. People that I work, people that tell me like I don't care about going to jail. Nobody's gonna tell me what to do. And then I'm looking at them like, do you realize that in jail they'll tell you what to do? Like you really have no control over your life. At all? <laughs> no. You, you're told when to get up, when to eat, where to stand, where to. 
So that's not it. Mm-hmm. Right? Emotional is fear. So when fear, whenever we, then we go back to what I was saying about the amygdala that we all have. You know, whenever we pers- we have a perception of fear, when, when something, uh, whether it's real or not, we're going to have that reaction, either fight it or flight, right? Mm-hmm. And if I can tap into that, that's why people can be manipulated in so many ways because fear is a very strong emotion that people can use to manipulate you. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can make you believe you, that a threat is real, even though it's not real, but if I can tap into that, I can get you to do anything I want. And you, Golly, and you that believe. sounds like our politics. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I didn't want to say that out loud, but that's what politics is. Politics is fear yeah. one-on-one. Yeah. They all tap Golly. into whatever they think you're afraid of, and I'm going to explode that. And, mm. and in your mind, whether whether it's real or not, and that, and that's why that's why you have this conflict, you know, when it comes to politics, because some people uh, they'll believe what they need to believe. Mm-hmm. If I already made up my mind about something, right, emotionally, and emotionally causes me fear, my life depends on it. Right. Oh, right. So you're not gonna so. For example, uh, well, something that we do all the time with, you know, the center that we have, we have horses, and we put kids in on the on those horses, right? Mm-hmm. Kids have never been on a horse before. What will be the natural reaction? You're about to get on the back of a 1,200-pound animal that you don't know of anything. What what will be the natural reaction? Mm, fear. Perfect. Right? That, that's the natural yeah. reaction. You're right. going to be afraid. Mm-hmm. But then I hear parents all the time, other people say, well, don't be afraid. And I'm looking at it like, that makes no sense. Because I am how afraid. Else, how else are you supposed to feel right now? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not about not being afraid. It's about how, what am I going to do with that fear? How am I going to manage that fear? Mm, okay. You see, so I tell kids all the time, and even adults, I'm like, it's okay to be afraid. <clears throat> Again, now we're going to do something with that. I'm going to teach you how to overcome that fear. I'm going to teach you mm-hmm. how to manage that fear. That even though you're afraid, but you're still going to get on, and we're going to ride it. We're going to ride. But I'm never going to tell you not to be afraid. Right. You see that? So, yeah, because it's a difference. valid thing. Right. Correct. Um, so one of the one of the things that I was watching, like I've been watching videos all week and teaching it, and if I could teach one thing, you know, to young people, is how, and, and that's this is something that there, I don't know, there's no class for this in curriculums, uh, like in school curriculums, how to manage emotions. Hmm. How do how what's a healthy way to cope with emotions. That's, if I could teach one thing, I, I would teach that. Well, how would you do that? You I know. mean, there's good and bad emotions, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You just said you, you nailed it. Thank you for taking the words out of my mouth. That's, <laughs> one of the biggest, that's one of the biggest misconceptions that we've been told, that there's such a thing as good emotions and bad emotions. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. There, oh. there is no good emotions and bad emotions, but I get it. You and everybody else, and me myself, at one point, that's what I, that's what we've been told. There is good emotions and bad emotions, right? Well, and how about so, like happy emotions and sad emotions? Then you know, well, right? But see, and that's very natural. We tend to put them in boxes, right? Mm-hmm. When you think of a right. good emotion, when you think of a good emotion, what comes to mind? Well, happy and and just happy emotions. Right. Happy, joy, right? Right, right. That's, those are good emotions. Ecstatic, feeling ecstatic, feeling uh, pleased, content. Right. Right. Yeah. Those yeah. are going to that good emotions box. But when you think of 
bad emotions or negative emotions? What do you think of? Well, hurt or angry or pessimistic or negative. Right. Correct. So whenever, whenever you think of something in that context, good or bad, when something is bad, you, we, we've been conditioned, if, I, if you think something is bad, what are you supposed to do with it? Get rid of it. Change it. There you go. Change it. Avoid it at all costs, right? Yeah. yeah. If something is bad, avoid it at all costs. So if I think that feeling sad is, a, is negative, it's a bad emotion, if I believe that, then what am I going to do with that feeling? Change it or ignore it or fake it. Avoid it. Avoid it, right. I'm going to avoid it because it's not good. You see that? Mm -hmm. Same thing with anger. If you feel anger, it's a negative emotion. Avoid it. Avoid it at all costs. Right. Well, it makes other people uncomfortable. So, yeah. And then there's that. But we never, we were never taught how to deal with it. All we were taught was avoid it. Mhm. That's true. So what happens when you're grieving and you're feeling sad? What are you supposed to do with that? It's a negative emotion. You ignore it. There you go. That's what I do. <laughs> what, 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 about, what, what about when you're grieving and you're feeling angry? What are you supposed to do? Well, personally, I try and avoid it because, if, yeah. You, I, you and everybody yeah. else because that's what we've been yeah. told about emotions. Mm-hmm. So in that context, because of that, we never learned to manage it. We not only not only I mean we were told to to feel bad for feeling those emotions, feel shame and guilty, and avoid oh, it at all costs. So oh, we boy. never yeah. spend any time learning how to deal with it. So when those emotions happen, there you are. Oh, you don't boy. know how to deal with it. Well, that? and then it's unresolved, and then it just keeps building up and up and up, and, at least and, and in my I, case. And because of that, I'm never going to be out of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that? true. You and others like you, yes, that's true. <laughs> because people have so many unresolved problems, and one of the reasons why they they run from, from therapy, because I do, I, I'm asking them, to do the one thing that they've been told all their life not to do. Yeah. I need to, I need you to feel right now. Oh boy. I need you to feel that 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 pain. I need you to feel that anger. I need you to feel that sadness and we're gonna work through it. Process it. But that's crazy because all their life they've been told to what? Ignore it. Avoid it. Ignore Avoid it. Avoid it, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Okay. That's true. So, so, so no, there is no such a thing as good or bad emotions. It's just emotions, period. And mm. they all serve a purpose, believe it or not. All emotions serve a purpose. For example, fear. What, what purpose, what good purpose can fear have? Oh, well, there's a couple of things. I mean, it makes you more aware. You know, your heart rate goes up and your adrenaline starts going and you start thinking, you know, more focused, hopefully, that kind of thing. Exactly. You know, fear is the only reason why we're alive. Well, so we weren't eaten by tigers. Exactly. When if you're People that tell me that I'm fearless, I'm I'm like, stay away from me because you're going to kill us both. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) People, People that are fearless are careless. Mm-hmm. It's not about not being afraid. It's about being aware. And you know, like you said, when you're afraid, you're you know, you're you're more focused. More like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I better you know, I, I better take a step back and watch this. Now you don't let fear take over. There's no, there's rational fear and there's irrational fear. And that's and that's a whole other conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But when the threat is real, then you better address it. Right. Because your life depends on it. But then there's yes. also many situations where the fear is not real. And it's all in your head because you created this, you know, this irrational idea. So, the, but, okay, but then we I follow. That. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So, no, fear plays a huge role in our lives. But that's not what we hear. We're told be fearless. Yes. No fear. There's slogans about it. No fear. Mm. And that's wrong. Right? Got it. Okay. What about anger? What is anger? What role, what positive role can anger have in people's lives? Um, well, it could lead you to set boundaries. Actually, that one is more about discuss. We're, we're going to talk about next. Discuss. Oh, okay. But let's, let's talk about anger for a second. Anger is, I, I see it as more of a defense mechanism. That's what I use it as. Okay. All right. So the way your body reacts when you're angry, adrenaline gets released to your muscles, and you're ready to fight. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so whenever something bad happens and your brain believes, okay, there's danger, you need to defend yourself, you need to start fighting back. If you didn't have that feeling of anger, then you wouldn't have the energy to fight back. Oh, okay. You would just be like, oh, okay, whatever, no big deal. Okay, so that's the, that's the chemical component. Okay. okay. Anger is actually that, that, that fire inside of you. The way I describe anger and there's this movie. I mean, I I started watching it because I used to play with kids. I play watch with kids, but I actually shown this video with adults, grown men and women, and it's it's amazing. Uh, it's called Inside Out. It's a cartoon. Inside Out. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's an amazing movie because it, it it talks about emotions. Then there's a story behind it, you know. Uh, but it talks, it describes emotions really well, and and like in this one because it talks about. Anger like like a fire. Uh, anger is represented by fire. Now, okay. here's the deal. Uh, what what do you need to to shape beautiful jewelry, gold, silver? What what do you need to shape it? What do you need? Fire. Yeah. Fire. Well, Plain heat. Yeah. Okay. But the same fire you can use to burn down the building. True. Right. Right. So is fire the is fire the problem? Mm, no, it's the use of it. Exactly. Oh. See. So, okay. so anger is not a problem. Anger is just an oh. actual reaction. It's how you choose to use that anger. Oh. That's what okay. gets me in trouble. And that's what I did <laughs> in my class. And feeling angry didn't get you in trouble. What you chose to do with that anger, that's what got you in mm. trouble. That makes but that's sense. But that's not what we're told, is it? No. We're told, don't get angry. You have right. anger issues. No, you yeah. don't have anger issues. You have anger management issues. There's a difference. Uh. <laughs> it's true. It's a relatively recent phenomena, though, to call it anger management. Right. Mm. No, because forever, no, you got in trouble growing up. If you got angry, you broke something, you punched somebody, and you got in trouble. But nobody took the time to say, why were you angry? Let me teach you a different way. All they were told mm-hmm. is, no, you're, you're in trouble. Here's your punishment, and don't do it again. Right. That's exactly so what happened learned, when I was a kid. All we learned was to learn to suppress it. Because nobody wants to get in trouble all the time. Right. Right? So we never really learn to cope with it. Going back to my point, why, if I could teach one thing, right, I would teach kids, I would teach people how to manage their emotions instead of suppressing them. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So then uh, what about disgust? Why do you think that emotion, that emotion of disgust, what is it good for? Disgust? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, avoidance? I mean, if something is really disgusting or it's disgusting mm-hmm. to you, you, Correct. yeah, I mean, that would be an avoidance thing. Correct. You, you've said boundaries, like you said earlier, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, you, I get it. If you didn't say disgusting, like if, 
normally when you think of disgust, you think of food, right? If something is rotten, doesn't just taste good, right. you're disgusted by it. So you're not going to eat right. it again. Right. Well, the, the same thing happens with people's behavior. If you're disgusted by somebody's behavior, what do you do? Well, you set boundaries. And let, I have a good example. This just happened Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the phone with somebody that is looking for this 55-gallon drum of stuff. And mm-hmm. why wasn't it why wasn't it shipped? It should have been at the store on Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me find it for you. I mean, that's what I do. And mm-hmm. then I called the store that was expecting this drum, and he mm-hmm. started to get kind of an attitude with me. Like, mm-hmm. well, why am I talking to you? I don't need another third or fourth person in this conversation. I don't need to talk to you. And I said, let me call you back because right now I'm mad. I'm like, let Mm -hmm. me call you back. So I went out to the Mm -hmm. warehouse. I find the thing. I'm like, oh, there it is. Why hasn't it been shipped? Oh, it didn't have a sticker on it. Well, put the sticker Mm -hmm. on it and ship it to the store. I go back to my office. I call the first guy and I said, look, I found it. And by the way, I don't appreciate the store getting an attitude with me. I don't, mm-hmm. I am not going to tolerate that kind of behavior from a store when I'm here to help them. That will not mm-hmm. be tolerated. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. What happened? And I told him exactly what happened. And he says, oh, well, I'll make sure to mention it to them and I'll mention it to my boss. And I said, just, just so you know, that will not be tolerated anymore. Mm-hmm. From anyone, anyone. Right. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm blah, 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 blah. And he was falling over himself. Well, I'm, I'm pretty right. new to the company. And I said, you're an adult. You should be able to know this. Right. right. You don't treat that, people like this. Thing? Right. <laughs> right. This exactly. is a company thing. This is a human thing. And I got right. off the phone with right. him and I looked at my coworker and I said, look, anybody treats you badly or abuses you in any way on the phone or any way else. You have a human mm-hmm. right and a teammate right to defend yourself and set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely right. no way that this should be tolerated. She's like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. She's quite young. But I'm like, this is a perfect example of, you know, you're not playing team ball here. I'm here to help you. Do you want me to help you or not? Do you want to do this by yourself? Yeah. Do you want to drive up here and get this thing? No. Right. Then shut up and let me do my job. I'm trying to help you. Say thank you when when, when we're done. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't right. say that to him, but I was thinking it. Right. Well, so I mean, that, if you didn't I have that ability, right, but if you didn't have that emotion of disgust, you wouldn't have been able to do that because you would have been like, oh, it's no big deal. Well, or I would have said, boy, that's really offensive, and I would have been, you know, hurt by it, and I would have stuffed it in. And right. and now I feel yeah. better equipped to say, mm-hmm. no, this is not mm-hmm. acceptable behavior you are not allowed to treat me like that, da 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 da. And so this this is a new phenomenon for me. In the next in the last six months or so, I was like, I have the power to defend mm-hmm. myself in a good mm-hmm. way without being yep. all crazy, angry, you know, bizarre Italian and well, you know being, you're, like, yeah. you're not you're for having this emotion. Yeah. You know, you have, you understand that it's perfectly normal for you in this situation, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna. No, I'm not gonna tolerate it anymore. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Oh, it was. It felt really good too good because I'm like, no, this is no. not acceptable behavior. Who do you think you're talking to? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good for you for standing up for yourself. Good for you. Uh, now, here's one of my favorite ones. Feeling sad. What do you think the feeling of sadness is good for? Uh, man, I don't know. I really don't. Because, I mean, that one is a big one, right? When people think, like, nobody wants to feel sad. It's a downer, right? It's very uncomfortable. Nobody yeah. wants to feel sad. So what do you think is good for? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sad about letting my horse go. I'm sad about my dad dying, and you know, yeah, you sad go. about the so loss of freedom. It's a natural feeling, correct? Yes. Well, you you only you only feel sad about something that you care about. Oh. That's that's it. 
if you don't care about yeah. something, you're not going to feel sad about it. You may feel, Ooh. you know, well, oh, it's unfortunate, but you're not going to feel sad. Right. So when you tell people, don't feel sad, don't be sad, what are you really telling them? Well, that what they valued is not valuable, or, yeah. Well, say that again? What what they valued or what they care about isn't important. Exactly. You see that? Mm. So you, you would never say that to somebody. No, nobody, you would never say that to somebody, right? No. But, but no. that's what we do. We do. And I understand that's not the intention. I know we're trying to cheer people up. I get that. Yeah. yeah. But again, we've been conditioned to avoid uncomfortable feelings. Oh. And sad is one of those uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. So people would tell people, don't feel, don't feel uncomfortable. Don't feel sad. Don't be sad. And in reality, we're telling them, don't care about that. Well, you know, don't care. Yeah, don't let it bother you. Don't let it bother you. That's yeah. another thing that just yeah. bugs the heck out of me. No, no, you have feel that. So, so again, talking about all emotions, right? One of the first things that we need to do is that we need to stop boxing emotions. Looking at them from good or bad, positive or negative. Emotions are just mm-hmm. emotions. And, and and the sooner we see them that way, the sooner we learn we we learn to be comfortable with them, and be able to see those emotions. The emotions are just energy. They come in and they come out. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They come in, energy comes in, energy comes out. And when the energy comes in, and you avoid them, you don't deal with them. All you're doing is you're storing energy. Mm-hmm. And if you if you keep jamming energy, 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 eventually what's going to happen? You're going to explode. <laughs> and, that's, but, and, but, and that's what we do. See, by avoiding avoiding feeling emotions, all we're doing is we're creating a bigger problem down the line. Mm-hmm. That's all we're doing. Okay. So how does this, all of this relate to what we're going through right now? Well, that's what we're seeing. You know, life as we knew it, right? Um, that mm. we we are not going back. Pick the no. topic, right? Whether it's from the pandemic, where we're about Black Lives Matters and all these different, you know, social causes that we're dealing. With, death of the yeah. uh, Supreme Court Justice RBG, right? Uh, right now, everybody is grieving something. We all might be grieving something different, but first time maybe in our lifetime, we're all grieving at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So maybe we need some compassion instead of some fighting. Right. We were never told how to deal with those. Oh, my goodness. You're cutting in and out, dude. I can barely hear you. In a a very negative way. Mm Mm-hmm. But instead of trying to see each other for what the pain from the other person, but how can you how can you be there for somebody else when you're grieving yourself and you're not willing to acknowledge your pain, right? Mm-hmm. When if, if 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 somebody else's emotions, if your emotions make you uncomfortable, you definitely don't want to deal with nobody else's emotions. Right. Yeah. You're full. So, so instead oh. of trying to sit down, come to the table and trying to tell, listen to people, be like, why do you, why are you hurting? You know, tell me, why are you hurting? What are we doing? Shut up, knock it off. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Get over right. it. Get yep. over it. You're, you're wrong. I'm right. Yeah. Right. You're, you're making me uncomfortable with your emotions. That's what mm-hmm. we're, that's what people are doing to each other. Mm-hmm. Empathy, honestly, I, I mean, I I work with people, and, and I, I, I even though I, I've seen people at their worst, I still believe in people. Uh, you know, I've, I've been blessed to see good in people. Mm-hmm. You know, but it also breaks my heart because this whole thing we're going through, I've seen so much empathy thrown out of the window. Mm. 
because people just don't know how to deal with their own emotions. Right. You know, it's like people have been a lot, not everybody, obviously, but a lot of people are turning inward like, hey, I'm hurting. I don't got time to deal with your hurt. Right. What about my hurt? What about my pain? Is becoming about it's that's what that's what I see all those fights, you know, yeah, 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 you're hurting, but what about mine mhm as if as if you know because I'm hurting, your pain doesn't matter, and that's not how it works mhm how about we can how about two people can grieve one pain doesn't replace the other, you know and and that's what I see a lot in a lot of families that grieve, you know, I always ask them. And uh, actually, uh, the last two weeks is, is been intense because I got a couple cases of uh, uh, mothers who lost their babies, newborns. Oh dear! And uh, you know, those are those are rough cases because there's nothing I can say to them. Right. You know, I mean that the loss of a, of a child, let alone a baby, you oh. know, um, it's just uh, so. So I'm trying to process that with them, and. Um, I uh, my question to them is like, what about the rest of your family? Have you guys talked about this? And they're like, no, nope. we don't talk about it. We're not no. talking about it. So you know, no. all these people are suffering. All these people are in a lot of pain, but they don't. It's too painful to for them to acknowledge each other. And where to me, it's like, man, you guys, you guys don't realize that if you talk to each other, you can be, you know, you can go through this together. You know. You can, mm. you can go through this together and grieve together, but people don't see it that way. No. People, it's like my pain and that's your pain. Hmm. You know, and, and so that's what I'm seeing happening right now. Everybody's grieving loss, you know, loss of something, whether their jobs, whether their life as they knew it. Some people might call it, might feel like they lost their freedom. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, um, they lost uh, the freedom to choose. Uh, and again, that, that doesn't really matter what they what they think they lost. What matters is that they feel that they lost something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't I don't ask people why are you feeling this way. To me, it's like I know you're hurting. Let me help you through it. Mm-hmm. Why you're hurting is not really relevant. Because it's important to you, and that's all that matters. Oh, okay. To me, the only thing that matters is that it's important to you. That's it. To somebody losing a job, it could be devastating. To somebody else losing a job, they can say, well, yeah, it happens. I'll find another one. You see why Hmm. that's not relevant? Right. So I'm not going to tell I lost their job and feels devastated. I'm like, really? Why, why are you upset about that? Look, he lost his job and he's gonna be fine. That oh, help. Oh, man, when that happened, when people say that, like to me, like, really? Well, that's no yeah. big deal. You know what? Shut up. It is a big deal. It's a big deal to me. Exactly. Exactly. Sit down. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. That's my point. Exactly. You know, I know it's not important to you, but it's important to me. So when mm-hmm. people come to me with, with their pain, I don't ask them why. I know why. You know, I'm asked, my question to them is, how can I help you get through it? Mm-hmm. So for the general population, you know, yeah. with everything going on right now, and oh my goodness, I mean, I was barely yeah. socially conscious back in 68 and 69, and, and you know, I was mm-hmm. seven, eight years old, but still... I mean, it, mm-hmm. it seems like the late 60s again when we had mm-hmm. all the stuff going on that's still right. going on today, if you ask me. But, you know, yes. how did mm-hmm. we make it through that? I mean, we had a war. We had social yes. changes. We had yes. all sorts of strikes and a very divided country. And then we had Watergate mm-hmm. on top of that in 72. Right. Oh, my God. Right. I right. watched that mm-hmm. on TV, which what kid watches mm-hmm. Watergate on TV? <laughs> So, what 11-year-old sits in front of the TV and watches Watergate (laughs) trials? I mean, come on. (laughs) I'm Uh I'm a nerd, (laughs) but you know, it's I just I keep thinking it was it's the same as the late 60s, early 70s. We're doing it again. 
mm-hmm. 45, 50 years later. This, mm-hmm. this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Didn't we learn anything? Can't we be more empathetic? I think it's more intense right now because we have social media, which we didn't have back then. Oh, you were right about that. Yep. See, back then you got TV and then you got people talking to each other from newspapers, right? So right. if there is some right. couple on radio and, and so there was a couple sources where you get your information and you want to take a break, sure, turn the TV off, don't read the newspaper, right? And, and you get your yep. break. Now you don't get a break. You, no, so in your face. 24-7. No matter what you, you yeah. have social media, you have TV, you have radio, it's everywhere. So you, yes. you really, your brain doesn't really get a break from it. No, and it's engineered to keep pulling you in. So you even if you want to take a break, you're sure. still going to check your social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Right. So... You know, when I hear people arguing both sides, look, I mean, obviously, I, I, I do have my core beliefs, right? And, and and so it's not about changing anybody's core beliefs because at the end of the day, there is no, even when somebody wins or loses, somebody, you know, somebody lost something, right? If, if mm-hmm. people right now feel like, okay, I, I'm losing my rights, right? And then somebody, uh, and people are saying, well, I'm losing my freedom. Everybody loses something. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody wins something, somebody else lost something. That's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you go back to slavery, the slaves gained their freedom, but the slave owners lost their you know their way. Their workforce, yeah. Right. So so again, whether it was right or wrong, yeah, that's clear. Obviously, slavery is never right. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But it was a loss. It was a lot. So that's where I'm coming from. Somebody, so uh, the way people deal with grief, the people who deal deal with loss, that's the one thing that people just don't know how to deal with. Mm. People just don't know how to deal with loss. And and, and because we don't like that way it feels, then I don't want to lose. Well, and they'll do everything in their power to... Make sure they Correct. don't lose. Yeah. Correct. Golly. I'm going to do everything in my power to give me that false sense of control. Mm. False mm-hmm. sense of control. Oh, so all the arguing is a is false it, uh, sense of control? Of course. Uh, control oh is gosh. an illusion. Control, control is an illusion. We know that. Control yeah, is an true. illusion. The only thing you can control about life is how you deal with it. That's it. That's it. Right. Nothing else. But if you Nothing if you choose to deal with it, if you choose to deal with it in a negative way, you know, by imposing it upon other people and being right. belligerent about it or being angry about it or being so, very emotional about it in in a destructive yeah. way, you know, right. that's not good either. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I remember you're gonna you're gonna feel that need in a positive or a negative way. Yeah. Hmm. Plain and simple. You're gonna feel that need in a positive or negative way. But that that need is getting filled. Oh boy. You know. So that's what I'm seeing a lot right now, a lot of loss, a lot of grieving, and just people totally clueless. You know, people don't not realizing they just don't know. Or maybe they're 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 agreeing, they're coping with their emotions the way they always done it. And now it's magnified. Right? Mm. Uh, for mm-hmm. everybody to see, Bef- in mm-hmm. fact, before before all of before social media and all that, people would just be racist in, at home, in their home, right? Yeah. Or people people will be you know, will be biases at home. Nobody saw it, but now it's in the public's eye. Right. Right, and that's just their way mm-hmm. of grieving. Again, this is not about right or wrong, right? People have the right to believe whatever they want to believe. Mhm. Okay. That's fine. This is their opinion. Everybody has a right to their opinion. My point is we need to stop avoiding these emotions. We need to learn to deal with them way. In a proper way. Because otherwise mm-hmm. we're gonna, you know,
Oh, wait. You you cut out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. If we don't deal with these emotions, right, if we're not mm-hmm. aware, first of all, if we're not aware that we're having these emotions, fear, anger, sadness, right? If we're not aware mm-hmm. that we're grieving, right, if we're not aware of it and we're just going with emotions, that's when we get in trouble. Right. We need to accept the fact that people are hurting, people are grieving. So what are we going to do about that? Okay. Oh, and, that's and a big question. People, that's a big situation people, right there. Right. People in charge, they like chaos because in chaos, they can manipulate the masses. They need oh. chaos. That's how it oh, works. Golly. When people, when people look, when you're calm, when you're calm, you make better decisions, right? Yes. But when your brain is stuck on fight or flight, you react. Yeah. So that's yeah. the the big the big that's what people don't realize. They want this chaos because that's how they can manipulate people. Chaos and manipulation. Wow. Yeah, people don't think rationally. People are making emotional decisions. Oh, people boy. are making decisions based on emotions. That's what I see. And I see this over and over. People make, so my job is to like, yes, let me, let me deal with your emotions, right? Let me teach you how to cope with it. But now let's bring you to this other side and and, mm. and let's make a rational decision. Mm. Yeah. Tall order. Tall order, my friend. It is. It is. And people are stressed. People are feeling overwhelmed. People, like I said, people are grieving. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is uh, people that already were struggling with coping with their emotions. It's getting worse. You know, um, and I'm getting. I mean, I'm. I'm. It's it's crazy. I'm like I'm boot solid all week. Oh my it's gosh! I never I never been this busy. Wow. And, um, and uh, well, I mean, I'm blessed. I feel blessed that I'm able to be part of that, you know, to at least mm-hmm. give people a place to to process this. There's still a lot of people out there that need help. Well, I'm I'm glad that people are seeking help. Actually, I, I mean, can, it, people are people are reaching out. Yeah. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. every one person that does, there's probably a hundred other people that need it too. But mm-hmm. oh my goodness! Yeah, and then you know, if I can help a parent, then they they're gonna help their kids. Right. So it's a huge right. So yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, that's uh, that's a lot to uh, take in. Goodness, but it makes sense. <laughs> Emotion. Yeah. It makes a to- mm-hmm. it makes every bit of sense to me. Good. Yeah. Good, very good. And that's at the core. I think we, if we understand where emotions come from and what role they play, once we understand them, then it, it makes it a little bit easier to, you know, to cope with them. And instead yeah. of instead of trying to like, instead of avoiding them, you know, mm-hmm. we, we uh, no, you can either let you can either trying to regain some sense of control, right, by learning mm-hmm. to manage your emotions, or they're going to run you. And it's not going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oof, well, All right. Like you, I, mean, uh, I know you're making, I know it's, you thought about this a lot, and then uh, obviously letting go of your horse is going to, it's very noble of you, and I commend you for making that decision. It's going to, you know, going to be great for other kids. He's yeah, have a job. he will be. He's He's a good boy, yeah. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, All right, good talking friend. with you. Thank you so uh, much. And I'm going to do some more um, background interviews with some of the panel that, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody's been busy and they're finally catching up on episodes and things like that. So I'm going to get yeah, some more people, interviews. Yeah, always, always looking forward to people's feedback. And topics, you know, and I always, like I said, I always have some things lined up like this. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, please, uh, our listeners, uh, anybody has any questions, anything that they're going through, maybe how they want to cope with emotions or whatnot, please send us a message, and we'll, I'll be more, I'll be more than glad to, to give you some insight. 
We'll figure it out. Yes. Yes. All right, my Oh, friend. goodness. Thank you, my dear. I appreciate it. Uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Have a good week. All right. You too. Talk Have to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to I'm Not That Old Lady. My name is Teresa Sayers, and I'm your host. I'm the producer. I'm the editor. I'm the mixer. (laughs) I'm the one that tries to find the talent. (laughs) I'm the one that makes phone calls. I do it all. And I do it from my living room or my bedroom or my home or wherever I can turn on my phone. It's so easy. You got it. It's fantastic. So I appreciate your time. Uh, keep the emails coming at I'm not that old lady at yahoo.com and uh, be a part of the conversation. Let me know what your questions are and, and how does this information influence you? I think it's important to get everybody's perspective on this. In the meantime, tell somebody about it and show them how to do a podcast or, or at least subscribe to one and preferably mine. So in the meantime, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and keep listening. Take care.